to Spencer Nichols. Hey, it's great to be with you this morning and uh, I want to talk to you about doubt. Have you ever had such a great idea? I mean like a genius idea and yet you've thought about it so much that you've talked yourself out of it. Friend, that's doubt and I want to talk to you this morning about how you can beat doubt in your life. Three things I want to share with you, three lessons that we can learn from the story of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is this incredible prophet and uh, yet he battled with doubt. He battled with intense self-doubt. He had periods of his life where his thinking really undermined him. Times in his life where really he was, in, he was depressed. And we're going to look at how did he conquer that? How did he overcome? How did he beat doubt? Jeremiah is someone who led a nation in a period of transition. He's someone who was passionate about social justice, that he wanted to change a nation, that it might care more for those who were marginalised. He brought about so many good things, and yet Jeremiah nearly got taken out by doubt. It says this in Jeremiah 15, verse 10. Oh, the anguish that is mine. If only you had not given birth to me, mother. I feel like a man who fights and struggles with the whole land. Friend, this is someone who is down. This is someone who is depressed. Doubt has got to him, right? He is saying, oh, I wish I was never born. I wish my mother never had me. I mean, this is, this is pretty low, right? And, 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 and he's right into his feelings. He says, I feel like a man who fights and struggles with the whole land. What's he saying? He's saying everything's against me. Everything's against me. From the minute I get up to the minute I go to bed. He is someone who is doubting himself. He's doubting his purpose. He's doubting his calling God. He is really in a place where he is thinking I'm at the end of myself. Doubt has really got to work in his heart. Hey, And you notice that how he uses this phrase, I feel like a man who fights and struggles with the whole land. There's something in there I feel like. What he's saying is this, hey, I have now feelings that are accompanying my thinking. So because I've got feelings that are accompanying my thinking, it must be true. It's funny that, hey, how you and I can have a crazy thought, the devil can speak something, you know, just, just out there into our life and into our mind. But if it's accompanied by a feeling, suddenly we can give that thing weight. That's exactly what's happening in the life of Jeremiah. And you know, the, the devil is such an exaggerator. He's such an exaggerator. He says this, I fight and struggle against the whole land. What's Jeremiah saying? He's saying the whole world's against me. Literally, the whole world is against me. Friend, I don't care how hard it's got, the whole world is not against you. Right? Not the whole world. Maybe it feels like the whole world, but the whole world isn't against him. The devil has just done a number on him where he has thought about this and he has dwelt on this and he's got into worry and doubt about this and now it's taken him out of his call and his purpose. You know, thinking about the things the devil spoke to Jeremiah's heart has got him into this trouble, but listen, it's action that's going to get him out. Jeremiah does three things that get him out of doubt. And the first one he does is he tells his problems to God. I love this. He tells God all about his doubt. Hey, it's interesting how action can silence doubt. Right? Have you ever struggled to get up in the morning? Have you ever had a period in your life where you try to get out of bed and, and you immediately the devil was in your head telling you, man, you hate your job, you've got a rubbish job and, uh, oh, and I hate my body and uh, I hate my life, you know, and you don't want to get up in, in the morning, you know. Have you ever noticed though that when you feel that way that you don't want to get up, if you take the action of getting up, often that doubt's silenced. 
it's so interesting, just the action of getting up. Sometimes I can wake up in the morning and immediately the devil is on my case, you know, want to tell me all my problems, all the issues I've got in my life. But if I'll push through, step up, step into action, get out of bed, sometimes that is just silence, just by that action. Well, Jeremiah has got into his problems by thinking he's going to get out of them by action. And, uh, you know, he, he, he makes a decision that he's going to tell God his doubts, tell God his doubts, you know. I was thinking about that. You know, so often you and I, we will tell our spouse our doubts. We will tell our friends our doubts. You know, we'll definitely think a lot about our doubts. But how often do you really lay them out before God completely and honestly? You know, it's funny. It's like, you know, I will, I will be real with my spouse. I'll be real with my friends. But then when it comes to God, like I'm somehow different. You know, so my friends, oh, things are against me. Things are working against me. I've got all these worries and fears with God. God, I trust you. God, you're with me. You know, it's like I change or we change when we come before God. But actually, Jeremiah, he gets real with God. In verse uh, 18, he says this. Why is my pain unceasing? My wound incurable, refusing to be healed. Will you be to me like a deceitful brook? like waters that fail. So, so the first time he speaks to God, he's saying, the world's against me, I can't do this. Now he's saying, hey God, I don't even know if you're with me. You know, that, that phrase, God, you're a deceitful brook, I mean, that's not an insult that I use often, but I don't think it's a nice thing to say to someone. You are a deceitful brook. I mean, you could try that this week. But you know, yeah, you're a deceitful brook, is what he says to God. But here's what he's really saying. He's saying this. He's saying, God, are you deceptive and unreliable? crazy like get a hold of this right he's moved from I'm doubting myself I don't know if I can do this seems like the whole world against me and now he's like I don't even know if God's with me I don't even know if God's here friend that's what doubt will do in your life it will take you to a place where you don't just doubt yourself but you start you start even doubting is God there is God real can he help me is he going to move in this circumstance and this situation doubt has really done a number on Jeremiah but I love it that he has the boldness to come and tell God exactly how it is. I love that. It's the first action he takes. It's action one. It's that you and I need to make a decision. Hey, tell God how it really is. Bring your doubts to God. Sometimes, you know, we think that, ah, you know, I can tell people my doubts, but I can't tell God. Friend, we need to tell God exactly where we're at. Because listen to what Jeremiah does in response. So, so, So what God does in response. So Jeremiah pours out all of this. God, I don't even know if I can trust you. God, I don't even know if you're here. I don't even know if I can do this. And here's God's response to him. He says this. Surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress. Can a man break iron, iron from the north or bronze? God's saying this, trust me, I'm going to deliver you. And when he says, can a man break iron or bronze, he's saying this, friend, Jeremiah, you are like steel. You are like steel. You are not going to be broken by this. You are not going to be defeated by this. I mean, this is, this, is, this is awesome, right? So Jeremiah is saying, I can't do it. God, I don't even know if you're with me. And God's saying, you're like steel. You can't, you're not going to be defeated by this. You're not going to be broken by this. There's more in you, Jeremiah, than you even know or imagine. There's a strength that's in you. I'm going to put it in you. I'm going to fortify it in you. That actually, you've got enough to do this and to overcome this. And you're, you're above this circumstance. I love it. Jeremiah gets a word from God, a word from God. And, and here's what's so cool about this, right? For Jeremiah, if he needed a word from God, so Jeremiah's got doubts, right? He needs a word from God. He can go to the Bible. 
There was no Bible in the time of Jeremiah. There was no canon of scripture. The scripture hadn't been put together. There was a few shreds of Deuteronomy that, that, that uh, a king um, uh, had found, you know, the, the king that was reigning just before Jeremiah's period of, of influence. But there was no canon of scripture he could go to. Jeremiah had to go to God and get something direct from God. You know, and there can be times in your life where you get something direct from God. But I want to encourage you for every doubt you have, for everything you face, there's an answer in the scripture. We just got to go to this, this book. We can open it, right? And it's got the answer to everything you and I are going to face. Every doubt the devil whispers to you, there's a contrary argument to that that's given to you by God in the Bible. I mean, like, how cool is that, right? But Jeremiah, he goes to God and he gets this word from God. And, and, and then the next action too, he, he eats that word, right? He eats that word. So the second thing I want to encourage you to do is, the second action you've got to take to overcome doubt is you've got to eat the Bible. You've got to eat it, right? What does that mean? Well, it means this. It means I've got to digest this. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to consume this. This now becomes a part of me. You know what I'm saying? This isn't an external thing. This word isn't something that just externally comes to him from God and drifts off. Now, when this comes, he eats it. He takes it. He consumes it. Literally, it becomes a part of him. The word becomes part of him. It's now his truth, you know? I love that. I love that. You know, Jeremiah, in believing his doubts, you know, has, has made those to be true to him. It's interesting, isn't it, that what is true to you is true for you, right? So if you believe something, even if it's false, it's true to you. So Jeremiah's believing something that's just not true, you know, but for him, it's true, right? And now God is coming in with a, with a greater truth. It's wiping aside all of his doubts, all of his fears, what he's held to up until this point. He's now being moved as this word of God is coming in. You know, I, I remember when, when I first felt God calling me to speak and to preach and, you know, to teach. I, you know, I had this, this, this life plan where I wanted to work in the film and television industry. You know, I'd had this backstory of being this kind of broken down drug addict, drug addict. God had touched my life and healed me and given me this passion for kind of film and media. And so I studied film and television. I, I got opportunities to work on a couple of uh, films and really things were beginning to take off for me. I got offered a job, the first real significant job in the film industry, but I felt clear God tell me don't take it don't take it and then very very shortly after that when I was in my flat in the UK one time just praying just spending some time with God I, I saw this vision where I saw myself speaking to people and it was like Jesus was next to me and as I was speaking he like came into me you know and uh, I remember thinking oh no like God's calling me to preach like this this is crazy like, I've come from this drug background like I'm interested in film and TV I want to be behind the camera not in front of it like I'm not an actor I want to be someone who makes movies not someone who's in movies you know it's like I, I don't know how to speak you kind of got the wrong person you know and back then I didn't know the Bible at all like I just didn't know the Bible at all but I opened the Bible and it fell open to 1 Corinthians 2 1 to 5 right and it says this and when I came to you brethren I did not come to you with superiority of speech or as wisdom proclaiming to you the testimony of God for I determined to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my 
message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest in men's wisdom, but in God's power. Man, when I got that scripture, it connected with my spirit in a profound way. It's like as I took and heard that scripture, it became a part of me. And from that day on, the fear of speaking just diminished, just diminished. And every time it's come back, I just speak that scripture out. Every time that thought starts to come, you've not got the message. Now, man, Pastor Izzy preaches a lot better than you. He should be preaching today, not you. All of the, the lies and the accusations, the enemy that come in, I speak that scripture. And it immediately silences the doubt. Friend, you and I need to get words from God for doubts in our life. and We need to declare them repeatedly over those doubts. But they, these need to be something that we eat, you know. It can't just be something that is casual or light. We're going to consume this thing and make it a part of us. And I think repeatedly doing that helps, you know. You know, um, Leah does this really cool thing where what she does is she will take a scripture and she doesn't like memorize the scripture. I'm, I'm not a good person for memorizing scripture. That, that scripture in Corinthians I've kind of pretty much memorized, but generally speaking, I'm not a big memorizer of scripture. But what Leah does is she'll, she'll get a scripture, but she'll personalize it to her. She got this technique from Joyce Meyer. And I love that. I love that. And uh, so in Philippians 4.13, right, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But personalising that would be that when I wake up in the morning, hey, today I can do everything that I need to do. Today I can do everything that I need to do. I'm more than capable of facing everything that life throws at me today. You know, mum, you're at home and you're getting up to another day of looking after kids and another day of not speaking to any adult humans. You know, you've got everything you need to do it today. You know, business person, you're about to enter into the negotiation of the deal of your life. You've got everything you need to do today. Everything you face, you've got capacity to do it. I want to encourage us. We've got to get the scripture. We've got to personalise it to us. And we've got to use that thing to silence doubt. The third action that Jeremiah takes is he becomes an influencing voice. An influencing voice. Listen to this. In Jeremiah 15, 9, it says this. If you repent, I will restore you, that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Here's what it's saying. This word repent means to turn away, to turn around. It means to change your mind. So we're saying this, Jeremiah, if, you're cha- if you'll change your mind, if you'll get your mind off of doubt and off of what the devil is speaking into your mind and into your heart, if you'll move away from that, repent, turn from that, and if you'll turn to me and you'll get a hold of what I'm saying to you, if you'll make your word, if you'll consume the word, then what's going to happen in your life, Jeremiah, is that you're now going to be a spokesperson for me. I love this. I love this. It's saying this, that you can move from doubt into a place where not just is your doubt removed, but now you've got enough faith that you can speak life into other people. I love this. So he's saying to Jeremiah, hey, take the action of telling God exactly how it is. Hey, take the action of consuming, eating the Bible, right? Eating the word of God. But thirdly, he's saying, hey, and now be an influential voice into your people, into your circumstance. What does that look like? It means that you and I, in our everyday life, God wants to use us to speak words of hope and encouragement into others. Come on, we can help others overcome doubt. We can help remove doubt out of other people's lives by making the decision that I'm going to be a spokesperson 
for God. Jeremiah, he up until this point, he was someone who had had influence for sure. He had affected his nation. He'd called his nation to turn back to God. He'd spoken to his nation about, hey, we need to care for the poor. There needs to be social justice. But after this point, Jeremiah ends up being what they call a prophet to the nations, which means all the nations of North Africa around him, these big, powerful uh, military forces, he ends up influencing those nations. So right across North Africa, Africa is his influence and all of them he talks to about this principle of hey come back to God hey you can turn to God hey God's for you and God loves you he can rescue you make a decision to come home to God and secondly he talks to them about hey we need to have social justice we need to be caring for the poor we need to be thinking about the marginalized I love this we can think fighting for social justice is a contemporary issue friend the people of God have been arguing for this forever you know and Jeremiah was used powerfully by God so someone who has is crushed by doubt, is now the instigator of hope and faith and belief and courage, not just into his people group, but to all the nations around him. Friend, how might God want to use you and I if we would just overcome them doubts? You know, and it starts by the doubts that come the first thing in the morning. Man, I'm pushing through. I'm getting out of bed today, right? It starts with, I'm going to get a scripture that tells me I can face everything that I need to face today. Whatever your battle is, I want to encourage you to take it on because the, the outcome of that could be profound, not just for you, but for all of those people around you. God wants us to, one, tell God your doubts. Take the action of telling God your doubts. Two, eat your Bible. Come on, eat your Bible. And three, be an influential voice for God. Be an influential voice that produces change and hope in other people. Hey, we're going to take an opportunity now and uh, I want to give people an opportunity to make a decision to come into a relationship with Jesus, maybe for the very first time. If you've never made a decision for Jesus, then I want to encourage you, today's the day, friend, today's the day. Don't let doubt or fear hold you back from your destiny in God. Hey, let's pray together right now. If you're comfortable, maybe close your eyes if it helps you focus. But I'm going to pray. Follow me in this prayer. It's as simple as meaning it in your heart. And the Bible says that if we put faith and hope in Jesus, that he will forgive us our sins and we'll come into relationship with him. So you can start a relationship with God today simply by praying a prayer. So here we go. Follow after me. Lord Jesus, I come before you now. Forgive me, God, of all my sins. Forgive me, God, for living life my way. I make a decision today to live life your way. I put all my hope, all my faith, and all my trust in what Jesus did on the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, hey, let us know. We want to celebrate with you. We want to encourage you. We want to walk with you into this next season that God has for you. Click on the link in the description below. One of our team will be in contact with you. Hey, also, maybe today, as I've been talking about doubt, you've been, God's been stirring you, reminding you of scriptures, hey, that you need to declare over your life. If God's talking to you about something, hey, why don't you put that scripture in the comments section? Or, hey, why don't you even drop me an email? I'd love to hear about it. If God's been speaking to you about something specifically this morning, or maybe there's a doubt you're trapped in that you want some kind of guidance on how to get out, then, hey, drop me an email. I'd love to communicate with you. I'd love to help you break free. God loves you and he's for you. What a great day we've had uh, today in church and uh, look forward to seeing you real soon. God bless. Hey, I hope today's message has blessed you and helped you. If it has, I want to encourage you. Hey, why don't you share it with someone? Why don't you send it to a friend? Hey, just copy the link, send it to a friend. I believe they're going to be helped and encouraged by today's message. Hey, be blessed and have a great week. 
Thank you, Pastor Spencer, for a great message on overcoming doubt. As you go into this week, we really pray that this message will encourage you. If you made a decision for Jesus today, well done. Please let us know so that we can support you and journey with you. Don't forget to stay updated with everything that's happening on social media during the week. Why don't you join us tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, on Facebook Live for a devotion with a mystery guest. And if you were blessed by today's word, you can support us by clicking on the giving link below. We are heading over to Instagram Live now for our church foyer. So why don't you join us? Have a great week and God bless.